Stephanie Schaefer, and you're listening to the North Star Narrative, a podcast from North Star Academy. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you're encouraged, challenged, and motivated by what you learned today. Enjoy the story. Hey, everybody. Welcome back um, to our podcast today with North Star Academy's IT team. Um, we've got Mr. Jeff Walters, Patty Farr, and Jason Harville with us. If you didn't hear the previous episode, stop now, go back, get to know them a little bit, hear about our community here at North Star um, with our IT team. And today we're going to be talking about several things you need to know. If online school is right for you, what you need to know technology-wise, and once you get in, what are some tips that will help you keep going and and do really well. So thank you, all three of you, for joining me again today on the podcast. Glad to be here, Stephanie. All right, let's just jump right in. I want to know, what is the craziest IT issue you've encountered since you've been here? The one that comes to mind, I don't know how crazy it is. It just has caught me every time. I mean, it was... It was years ago. I mean, it was not long after I started. I was on a support call and they kept telling me the internet didn't work on their computer. So I was asking questions, you know, is that a laptop, desktop, Wi-Fi plugged into the wall? You know, all these questions to try to help, even though, I mean, they're in another state, another device. I can't see it. And so when you can't see that, it's really hard to diagnose what's going on. And they, they're like, it's a laptop. So, okay, so you're on Wi-Fi. No, it's plugged into the wall. Oh, okay, you're using an Ethernet cord. Yes, it's plugged into the wall. Kept going, kept going, asking, asking questions. We could not get the Internet to work. And finally kept doing that. I was like, so you have a like a blue, yellow cord, some kind of Ethernet cord running from the computer to the wall. No, there's just one black cord. And I sat there, I was like, what do you mean when you're on a laptop, though? One black cord. Yes, just one black cord. Plugs in, runs to the power outlet. Wait a minute. That's your power cord, not an internet cord. So this whole time I've been trying to get their hardwired ethernet cord to work for their internet when the whole problem was the Wi-Fi was turned on. Um, so I don't know how crazy that was, but it was just funny. Those are just things that happen because you're not there to see it. Troubleshooting is hard. And I'm sure the... The person I was talking to thought I was crazy, didn't know what I was talking about, didn't know what I was doing, but there's just no way to know that. So troubleshooting online is hard. It really is. Yeah. The the funniest problems are the problems that are perceived, but don't exist to me. So like someone will say, Hey, I can't get to this account. And so we start troubleshooting We're we're rebooting, cleaning, scrubbing, you know, re-downloading everything, spend tons of time, you know? And then in the end, I'm like, just tell me what you see. Tell me everything you see. And once I get details, the best one was just a few weeks ago. And uh, they were looking for a supervisor account. And it turns out that they were there. They were already there from the very beginning. Like they had already solved their problem before they had called me. I was like, do you see this in the corner? You're like, yeah. Like you're already there. And then <laughs> you could, I could just hear over the phone, I'm already there. And then the whole family background just starts roaring and just you know <laughs> <laughs> mocking each other in a you know friendly way. Um but it was great. It was just a good a long laugh after a good long talk. So those are the fun ones. Some of the funny ones that I've seen, and I think because what's so funny is how frequent frequently this happens, is we will get an email from an external email address, meaning someone's 
personal rather than school email. And all that's in the body of the email is I can't log in, but we don't know who it is. We don't, they haven't communicated, you know, who they are or what they're trying to log into. And it just, for some reason, it just cracks me up every time because, you know, we have to go, you know, respond and say, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to log into? (laughs) But it's, it's funny how frequently that happens just because, you know, if somebody's having tech trouble, they just reach out and they're, they're not quite thinking about, oh, wait, they don't even know who I am, you know? So that always gives me a chuckle. So you can't see into someone's house when they send an email. So that's a good, that's a good tip though. So go ahead and tell us when you receive an email for something like that, what is all the information that would be great to have included? So then you can actually solve the problem and not have to just go back and forth. Definitely your name. (laughs) First and last name. First and last name. Yes. Yeah. Um, Just send as many pictures as videos are best, but screenshots are crucial. Yes. If you, if you see an error, we need a screenshot of that error. Um, If you're working in a course, it's helpful to know what course, what activity you're working on. Um, Just anything to help us pinpoint um, a place to begin our investigations. Um, You'll get a solution a lot, a lot quicker that way. And go big with screenshots, go corner to corner of your screen. Because if you take a screenshot of the error, that is helpful. But if we can see, you know, your taskbar and maybe what extensions are running and that kind of stuff, we'll get way more information and maybe we'll see a problem that leads to another problem sort of situation. So include everything that you don't think we need in the screenshot. And we do have a tech page on the website that you can go to that also kind of walks through what kind of information we're looking for. And there's even a tool that will capture that information for us and you can send it to us. Um, in your email. Yeah. Which system? Because, I mean, because we have a, you know, admin system where you register and pay and see grades, all that stuff. Then we have our learning management system that holds our courses. Then we have Microsoft, you know, for teams and email and all that stuff. So if you say you can't log in, which one? Because some of them use a different username or something. And so knowing that helps us a lot quicker. Because we we don't want to go back and forth with the family, but sometimes we have to, and that can frustrate a family. So the more information we have in the beginning, we can try to solve the problem with maybe one email back. So details, details, details. Don't keep them. They need them. No, no share. Please share. And the, the, the name is the name is great also. This may be another kind of crazy one that we get, but we would get emails that say, Hey, I'm so and so. And I can't log into my account or it says my account doesn't exist. Well, since we at least had the name, we could go try to look them up in the system to say, hey, what is their username? What can we send them back? And we would look them up and it would be like, hey, I'm sorry, but you're not with us. You're with a different school. And so they would just email us support email address and say, hey, I can't log in. So the, at least the name allowed us to take those and go. Hey, I'm sorry, you don't even have an account. You know, you need to contact your school, not us. Yeah. Um, so make sure you have the right school. Okay. So let's just start with the basic things. If you're looking to do online school um, at North Star Academy, what type of computer, what type of browser do you suggest? What type of internet speed and anything else that 
a family would need if they're considering online at North Star? One thing I don't recommend um, would be like a Chromebook or tablet. Just because they're smaller, they're going to be harder to use um, as far as trying to do classwork. So I do recommend like a full size laptop or desktop, depending on your need, whether you travel or just going to be, you know, in one space. I work on a Windows more. Actually, all of support works on a Windows more um, than an Apple product. But I have a Mac Air um, that I use. Um, my phone is an Apple product, so I use those and like them. Um, it's just when it comes to computer, I am tied to the Windows side. So I hope nobody here is just going, oh, never mind, not going to them. He's a Windows guy. I'm but not you saying can use that a we PC have or a Mac. Yeah, PC one's okay. or a Mac, either one. I just say an actual full size, you know, laptop desktop. Don't don't do a tablet or Chromebook. They're just smaller, just may not work exactly right as far as the type of computer. You know, for parents who are looking at buying a computer, it's super important that that computer is comfortable and desirable. Now, that's tricky as a parent because you don't want your kid to be like, well, I need this latest, greatest, most expensive machine on the planet. So there, you have to use reason still. But you do got to realize you're a, a kid that's going to be on your computer if you're a full-time Northstar student. It's going to be every day, you know, for, for a long time every day. And so... I think it's easy to get so into the specs that you overlook the comfort of using the computer, you know? And so that the keyboard is the right size for your child's hands is actually really important. If it's too big and they're stretching all day long, they're not, they're going to hate typing, you know? And if the, you know, if you save some money to get a better processor and all your screen is small, like if you're creating a document, doing some kind of creative work, that screen, you know, real estate is, is really important to your child's eyes and patience. Um, so, so I think that that is the more I use computer, the more that that is important. And, and maybe that, you know, the, the graphics processor or, you know, all the, the zillion ports that might be coming out the side of the computer become less important. Although those are, those aren't nothing. Um, but that, that ease of use is actually really big. So. As silly as it sounds, like get something you like is pretty big. Um, but I would draw the line and say, and, and maybe this is me being old, but for me, like a tablet would sink because I hate those screen keyboards. But maybe a kid could, could grow into it and love it. I don't know. But I would agree with Jeff. I'd say go go with something that has a keyboard attached to it and you know, don't don't go too small. The students that have the most trouble assimilating to online school are the students whose parents go out and buy a brand new computer that the student has never used before. Um, for example, if a student's always used Windows and a parent goes out and buys a Mac computer, then they have students have to learn how to use the computer in addition to learning how to do online school. And it's often that the parent doesn't know how to use the computer either, so the student doesn't have the support at home to learn how to use the computer. So my advice is always to stick with what you know. Um, and just to plug our, our website again, we do have a um, tech requirements page on the on our website that walks through the tech requirements and our recommendations for what um, you might look into for your student. And we typically don't go specific because there are so many devices and so many different types of needs, but that page is a good 
guideline for um, for you to follow if you're looking for a new device. Yeah. And easy way to get to the, our website is nsa.school. Lots of information on there. Um, what about internet speed? Internet speed and location are not equal in all places. Well, obviously location isn't like, so 50 megabytes here in Connecticut is not the same thing as 50 megabytes in, you know, Africa. So you really, you really got to test it where you are and then test, you know, what it's like to be in our, you know, buzz is our, our learning management system and see how it handles it. You don't want to be waiting for pages to load all the time. That's, that would be aggravating. Yeah. What about browser? Yeah, I'd say Chrome is the recommended browser. Um, we have users that use Safari. We have users that use Edge, Firefox. Um, but we do have support issues that come in. And the first thing will, one of the first things is what browser? If they're saying, Hey, we're using Safari or Edge or Firefox. And we'll be like, Hey, will you go try Chrome? And there are things that Chrome will run that the others will not. Um, when everybody, and they're all getting, I'd have to say they're all getting better. When I first started, if you were not using Chrome, I'd be like, you have to switch. Like, I, I, it's hard to even troubleshoot a different browser. So I think they've all gotten better about working with our systems just as technology has improved. But I, I still work in Chrome 95% of the time. What about when students and parents get started? Um, what are some of the biggest questions that you get and some tips that you can help? Maybe like bookmarking, logins. I don't know if you recommend that, but some questions that come right to you when, when students get started. When students are getting started, um, a lot of the, well, the first thing I would recommend is going through orientation uh, because orientation will walk you through getting everything set up just right. And um, yes, Kimberly Smith is there to support um, any problems that happen in orientation. And she is prepared to handle the typical problems that um, new students and supervisors um, experience. And then orientation also includes tutorials on each of our systems, um, along with um, FAQs and troubleshooting tips. And those are just ways that we try to stay proactive in um, issues that we see uh, are common among new students and parents. So I would recommend starting there and, you know, getting your system set up and, and, and kind of walking around um, our systems through that. And I'd add something that connects to your last question of which browser. Um, you know, now when you join Northstar, you have almost another self, right? So you have your school self. I'm not talking about personality or spiritual disciplines or anything like that. But you have your school self and then you have your personal self, right? And you have, you probably, if you're coming to our school, probably have your own email address and, you know, a personal, you might have your own Microsoft account, you might have your own uh, account with some of the tools we use, like, you know, Padlet or you might have a, like a previous school's account with, with Flipgrid, right? So I'd say, all of your personal account stuff use in one browser, and then all of your North Star account stuff use in another browser. So if you've used, you know, whatever, Chrome or Firefox or whatever in the past, that's great. Pick another one that's not Safari that you want to use for your North Star stuff, right? So if you've never used you know, Edge before, because Edge just recently became good, um, use Edge as your North Star browser 
although I would recommend Chrome the most. But that way, your personal life stuff and your North Star account stuff isn't arguing with each other, getting getting wires crossed. Because that's a lot of what new parents and students have a problem with. So yeah, I try to get to my North Star Microsoft account, but my, my other one pops up and I don't know what to do. So if you use a different browser, that'll keep those uh, different accounts from crossing over. That's good advice. It is. And we do the same thing if a parent, the supervisor, and the student are going to use the same computer. If they're not going to have different computers, we actually recommend that same thing. The parent use one browser, the student use another. Because it is very easy for that browser to remember login passwords, which I do not recommend for anything password related to be saved in a browser, but um, people do that. Um, they, it remembers all of that stuff. And so parents logged in, the student goes to do work, ends up somehow they didn't, they didn't see the, the clues that say, Hey, I'm actually in my supervisor account or vice versa. The supervisor's trying to look at something and they're in the students. And so we get those support emails and the different browser will solve that. So that is a very, very good recommendation. That also made me think of um, when you are logging out of the system or when you're closing down for the day, I should say, um, make sure to log out and close the window. And especially if you do decide to use Safari, make sure you quit your web browser because what will happen is active sessions stay alive in the background or they might... um, automatically log out, but then they'll cause confusion with your new logins. And so a lot of problems that we see, um, those three suggestions um, will help avoid those types of problems. Mm. Those are really good suggestions. What about safety? What's the top tips to keep students, parents safe, their data safe, their login safe? There's several things. Um, Password-wise, don't use something simple. Don't use password. That's your password. Um, <laughs> it's all encrypted, you know, where it's in code in the background. But the, if you use password and I use password, our encrypted code is the same. And so that's easy for hackers to figure out. So use a combination, uppercase, lowercase, numbers, symbols in different orders. But do something you can remember. <laughs> Have some kind of formula because if you use all kind of weird stuff, and then can't remember it, you're going to constantly reset it. So come up with some kind of formula that has that, but it's also easy manipulated where you can have a different password for each login. So as passwords, that's a huge thing. Um, Here at North Star, something newer within the past year or so, um, we started using Bark. Um, Bark is a great kind of monitoring security program. Now, for us, we can we monitor the internal North Star email addresses that we give all students and parents. Um, we monitor that for conversations. Bark looks for keywords on, you know, bullying or threatening or um, just whatever type of situation. And it reports to us if there's some kind of alarm. Um, so Bark's a great program. It is something we use so know that if you're coming we do monitor but we don't we cannot monitor their 
you know, personal emails or their personal browsers or all of that stuff. We just monitor the internal things that North Star provides. Um, but Bark is available. I actually have that for my kids on their devices. I use it personally. So as a parent, I get alerts from my kids, texts, emails, that type stuff. It's all monitored. So it is a great program, whether it's with North Star or personal. Yeah, my only advice would be to be aware that there are two realms of security. You have your your password and login. You have your you you want to be secure against you know hackers and con artists. That is not the same as your content security, where you're keeping your kids safe from things uh, that you don't want them to be exposed to. And as far as I know, there's not a good tool that does both. So just make sure and address those things separately. So if you have some kind of security software for your, uh, you to keep yourself safe from hackers, such as Persky or Windows Defender or whatever it is, that's great. And it's covering that base, but do something else for the others. Um, cause they are, they're both areas of vulnerability that as to my knowledge at this point in, in history, don't get solved by the same tool. And to follow up on that, we have a couple other podcasts. Um, one of them because of Patty. Patty met somebody at FETC a couple of years ago, uh, Scott Augenbaum. And so you can check out episode 146. He talks about cybersecurity. He's got some good quick tips. And then also, Jeff mentioned Bark. Episode 147 has Titania Jordan from Bark. Yeah. She has some really important information for parents to be aware of. And so definitely you want to check those out um, when you get a chance. All right, before we wrap it up, Go ahead and tell us maybe some important tips that I know you want every family student to have and or the biggest problems that you encounter. And I know we've talked about a few, but what are some others that you want to make sure listeners hear? Yeah, I still had another one on security. Just remember when you get emails or communication from somebody that you're looking at who it is. You're looking at the full email address and don't just click a link in the email. Um, from the security side, that can be really bad. We had a recent family that couldn't get to a site in one of the courses. It was a video they were supposed to go to watch. And so they just went to Google and Googled the name of what the video was supposed to be called and just clicked one of the first links that popped up. As soon as they did, they got a virus. Um, so just don't click on a random link. Just make sure the site you're going to is legitimate, you know who it's from, stuff like that. As far as one of the biggest tips, um, this one, a lot of people look at you if you're on a video call with them or if you're talking to them, like, are you serious? That's what you want me to do. Um, it's restart. I know it sounds simple. It may sound crazy, but I can't tell you how many times that when it's something's going on, a restart of your system will fix it. It will clear your browser. You know, everything gets holding and remembering. Same thing with the computer. There may be some app open in the background that's not letting your video camera come on because you used it in Zoom. Now you're trying to use it in Teams. All those things that it's remembering, that restart will reset. And so that solves a lot of issues. May not solve them, solve all of them, but it does solve a lot. Yeah, I would say my advice would be to remember you have support and use it. So, you know, especially at the beginning of the year, we get a fair number of phone calls. And uh, 
you know, there's all kinds of people out there, but if you allow yourself to, if you take the burden of solving your tech problem on yourself and it doesn't work out right away, like that's the time to call or email. Um, don't let yourself get so frustrated that you're ready to throw your computer out your window. Maybe do, and then go get it and then fall support. That's too late. Like we can't solve that problem. Um, so I just, you know, call it right early. It's okay. It's our job. So, you know, it's, you know, people apologize when I call. I mean, sure, that's polite, but like, it's, it's okay. <laughs> that's, that's why we're here. So use it. Use the tool. The other big thing is if you are a North Star family, I know it's easy if you start talking to somebody to go, Hey, I'm just going to send a team's message to Jeff or Patty or Jason, whoever I've been talking to or send them an email directly. The issue with that is what if we're off? What if we've had something going on and we had to step away for emergency or we had a week long vacation schedule? You know, something going on, you message us individually and we're not here. You may not get a response for several days where we have our support email that's monitored by the entire support team. So if you'll email support at nsa.school, no matter who's on, somebody will see it. We'll, you'll get a response um, and you're not having to sit there and wait for days and, and feel like, hey, they don't want to talk to me or they're not listening to me. They don't want to deal with me. That's not what it is. It's just we may not be available. And so the big thing is email support. Call the office. Um, we have a little Teams chat with the office where if somebody's on the phone. They can post it and who's ever available and go, hey, yes, I can take the call and it can be transferred to us. So contact one of the main numbers and not just individual users. This has been great. We're so, so, so thankful for our IT team um, at North Star Academy and the support that you give on a daily basis. So thank you for just sharing from your heart in both of these episodes. and. Um, yeah, reach out, reach out to them. You've heard it here um, from them yourselves. So reach out and get the questions answered before you get frustrated. <laughs> um, it's better for everybody. <laughs> so thank y'all so much, Patty, Jason, Jeff, for just joining me and sharing um, about yourself and about the IT at North Star and just some top tips that we can help our families. Thanks for having me. It was great. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions for our guest or like information about North Star, please email us at podcast at nsa.school. We love having guests on our show and getting to hear their stories. If you have anyone in mind that you think would be a great guest to feature, please email us and let us know. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming stories.